So welcome to our Amplifying Wellness with TLC podcast. This is a place where we're dedicated to everyone's self-care and wellness. On our podcast, we share stories, information, and tips on how to live healthier and happier lives. We're twin life coaching and business services with your host, myself, Barb Schiff, and my business partner and twin sister, Tara Lehman. We care about increasing awareness around self-care and mental health through this podcast, but also through our coaching, consulting, workshops, and our new communities. To find out more about all of our services and our communities, please visit www.finlifecoaching.ca. And as always, we want to remind our listeners that this podcast is for sharing of information and stories only and is not intended to replace any medical advice that you are seeking or have received from a medical practitioner. Today, we are joined by Coit Cooper, best-selling author, speaker, and coach, specializing in systems to achieve high performance, personal wellness, and potential. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm excited to visit with you, and I appreciate you having me on the show. We love to have you here as well, and we like to start to help our audience know who we're talking with today. So why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your background around um, wellness and self-care? Yeah, I, I wish I could tell you that I was uh, from the get-go a, a self-care person. I think I probably fell on the maybe more common American side of kind of thrive, try to thrive, try to achieve, try to try to accomplish. And I did a lot of that throughout my whole life as a as an athlete and then as a professor. And then I had a, a pretty unique situation happen. Um, I, as as a professor at the University of North Carolina, I got denied tenure. And what that meant oh. is I had lost my job. It was completely out of nowhere and in hindsight, it was, a, it was a very challenging thing for me, you know, and I, I remember like, um, you know, a lot of negative thoughts thinking about how, you know, I don't have this job anymore. And, and that led to a lot of like, you know, just emotions that I wasn't enjoying. And it was around that time I got exposed to kind of an initial message. I think maybe fortunate to, to get it, but it led me on the path more to this self-care and, and taking care of myself. And it was a video by a guy named Robin Sharma, who, um, works with people all over the world in different capacities. And, he was talking about the importance of like reading. And if you'll wake up in the morning at rise early and read the right books, he said, it'll change your life. And I thought, mm-hmm. I don't like where I'm at right now. Like I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to start getting up every morning. And so I started to get up every morning and I just started to read. And it was really incredible because I was really struggling at the time and reading the right books really started to get my mind in a more positive place. So there are two things that happened. Number one, I started to become more positive, I started to think, okay, there could be more here. Uh, the second thing that happened, um, because I was getting up at 5 a.m., I would go to work, oh. and I'd come home, and I, I had young kids at the time, and I would be sitting on the rug, and I'd just fall asleep. And I imagine my wife saying, you bum, get up and take care, help take care of your kids. Yeah. Um, but I told, I, in, in, just joking about that, but I would, <laughs> uh, eventually I would, um, I adjusted to that. And it was literally one of the most powerful things I've ever done, because when you read a lot of the right books, it exposes you to a lot of different ideas like gratitude and breath work and mindfulness. And and I just that reading was such a powerful thing because I started to get exposed to these things. And then I started implementing them into my morning ritual and it created just powerful change. And I, I tell people I it it took a little time, but within a year's time, I was struggling, dwelling on disappointment to loving my life. And when that started to happen, I started to think like, I've always loved coaching and working with people. Like I want to share some of this stuff. And I started to share it. Um, but I think at the center of it, I started to realize how important self wellness was and self care mm-hmm. and how, yeah. when you feel good in your body, life is so much better and you can serve better. And so I think I just was fortunate to stumble on it, um, through struggle, but through struggle, I, I found that path. 
I have a question because you t- I'm a, Barb and I love reading books too, especially around mm-hmm. wellness and self-care. Do you have a favorite? I'm curious now, you know, that you, <laughs> yeah. you found that you share with clients. It's just a favorite of yours. I think that one of my favorites that I share with clients commonly is um, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. Mm-hmm. There's just is such a phenomenal um, ju- about a journey about a young boy going out and it's just so well written. And I don't know, it just kind of inspires you to kind of want to go out and take your own journey. And so that's a book that I recommend um, quite often. I've read probably three times Awaken the Giant Within with to- by Tony Robbins in terms of... Book. Yeah, I mean, in terms of something that I feel like it's like 30 years old and I go, how is it possible that this is 30 years old, but that with the lessons in it? And so there's books like that. Um, yeah, and it just so, so many, I think that have changed my life. It's hard to remember all of them, but yeah. just, yeah, but those are, those are a couple that come to mind. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. What are some of the biggest barriers that they, that you find your clients are facing that you're supporting them with, um, when they're trying to achieve goals or, you know, better mm-hmm. their wellness? Yeah, I, I think one of the things I think we in our society, we, we because of technology, I think one of the biggest struggles is is focus, you know, being able to be present fully in our lives, living the way we want to live. And and I think because of that, there's some secondary effects, which is like um, because we don't, we don't we struggle with focus and it's being pulled in so many different directions. I think we also have um, nervous system kind of challenges in terms of a lot of anxiousness, nervousness, fear. Um, and things like that. I see that as really, really common. And I think a lot of that really leads to uh, the thing I always want to help at, uh, athletes, uh, business professionals, just people in general is, is to be able to feel feel free in their lives, to feel like they're mm-hmm. showing up and they love their lives. And I don't think many people have that. And and I didn't have that as a professor. I was going in, but I wasn't I wasn't like really loving who I was loving my life. And so that's a big thing too. I think clients struggle with is they know they're not quite where they want to be, but I do think the lack of focus, the, a lot of the nervousness causes a lot of people to be worn down, burned out. And so I think a lot of people want some guidance and that's where I think the journey that I had helps me because, um, that really helped me with a lot of those same things. But I think those are pretty common things. And then I, the, the, the last one I might add is, um, when you talk about fear, um, and things like that, people's, I think past pains, they don't even know it, but their past pains are really impacting kind of in, in their, their wellness in their body and their ability to move forward. And that's what I found working really closely with clients as you get them moving along and their fears, self doubts and things like that. Those are pretty big barriers for people too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. And they start early. If it's anything for that you brought up within your cultures or how you learn from your first employers or whatever, right? They do. I wanna, yeah. Yeah. I want to touch on you talk about burnout and, and anxiety and, and stress, obviously. And we want to mm-hmm. want to um explore maybe some ideas that can help us when we're minimizing stress, when we do have those goals. We want to be better people. We want mm-hmm. to, you know, maybe it's a bucket list goal, whatever it is, but we have the imposter syndrome of those fears and that stress holding us back. Are there any strategies that you feel that your clients or our audience should maybe consider or start with? For sure. Yeah. No, I I'm a firm believer in like, you know, things like gratitude and goals and the mm-hmm. right type of goals. Obviously those, but like I always tell people, if we don't have control of our mind and our nervous system, like all bets are off. I mean, if we can't right. focus or if we're 
our anxiousness and our fear are always there. It's really hard to gain traction. So the one thing that I always start clients with is like sitting down and helping them uh, develop some some breathwork strategies and making yes. a very common practice of at least one time a day for at least five minutes a day where we're working on breath, um, releasing tension in the body, um, mindfulness. And I, I like to call those like your your superpowers. If you can really yeah. work on those and master them, then you can come to the table in a different way. And and what's cool about this, and I think you are you two already know about parts of this, but like when the more you work things like breath and mindfulness, it literally rewires your brain and your prefrontal mm-hmm. cortex within an eight week period can get yeah. thicker and stronger. Um, the area, the limbic part of your brain can shrink. Uh, your vagal tone, which is connected to your stress response, gets thicker. And what I tell people is what that means is the more you work it, you not only have the strategy to come into your day and handle stress, it literally over time makes you better at it, like in real time, stronger at doing that. And so I think if we can get people's minds um, in a spot where their prefrontal cortex is stronger, they're able to really get blood flow there. They're more creative, better impulse control. They're able to just do so many unique things. And I've seen that just like work magic for people, but with consistency. Um, I also believe like once you've done that, like I call it an operating system, but how you come mm-hmm. to the table in terms of the things you value and you focus on matter a lot. I mean, if we focus too much externally on needing awards and things like that to prove ourselves, that's always going to lead to stress. And so if we can actually come inward, I call it a 3G operating system. Okay. You know, if we can really get focused more on gratitude, um, mm-hmm. number one, in the areas of our life, seeing them as an opportunity, and then looking at the second G, which is give and and going, okay, what are the ways that we can give our best effort as a parent or as a professional and, and really getting passionate about these metrics that we can pursue on a daily basis. And then the last G is growth. Um, learning to love growth more than the result. Because if we love growth, mm-hmm. we can really be passionate about what we're doing. And then um, one last element that I that I really love working on with people is, I call it emotional alchemy. So that it's kind of comes from the book, The Alchemist. I, don't, I didn't mean okay. for that to connect that way. But um, <laughs> alchemists are in the stories is really, um, they're these unique people and they can take and they can combine like metals that are maybe considered worthless and turn them into gold. And I got to thinking like, what if like, we with our emotions could take things like fear and with these unique strategies, mix some things together and turn them into excitement or turn them into passion. And so I like to give people those strategies of mixing breath work, mixing perspective and giving them creative strategies to to do that as well. And so, and then the last thing I would say is I think habits and rituals are important, but how you Mm -hmm. go at habits is maybe more important. And I've just learned this. If we go out and we work breath work and we don't know why, uh, there's a good chance you're you're going to stumble at some point. If you don't have a purpose mm-hmm. to it that matters, you're going to stumble. If you don't have a plan, the second P, um, meaning if you get all ambitious and you're like, how much do you meditate? And I say 20 minutes. And you're like, I'm about to go to do 20 minutes and it's too much. It's going to be pain. Mm-hmm. And so there's yep. plan. And then the last P, I think it's so important that you learn to praise yourself and learn to Love provide it. positive feedback. And it's almost the opposite for most people. They'll go out, they'll work breath work for a week, and then they won't say anything to themselves. And then they miss a day and they jump all over themselves and they feel like they're a disappointment. Well, that's not good for self-care or performance. So I call, you know, I I, I try to teach people to celebrate, be excited that they're moving towards their highest potential. So those are just some of the, in a nutshell, some of the strategies that I really love. Mm Yeah, I do a lot of breath work too. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. I do every night before bed. And some people go, oh, how do you do that before bed? because it actually can wake you up, right? If you're doing your breathing in the morning, but when I do it, when I'm laying down, it actually, yeah, mm-hmm. you're releasing. It's, it's getting rid of the stress out of my day and relaxing. And I actually fall asleep where some people can't. Yeah. Um, well, but, and yeah. I, 
And I, I would argue, like, I feel like they have to psychologically be thinking something because really what you're talking about is when you breathe, a lot of people can't sleep because their nervous systems are on and their brains are running. So you, mm-hmm, you yes. know this, as you breathe, what happens is you center your nervous system. It stops running on you. And you're, and, and also when you focus on breath, you're not focused on everything else. And so what I found is like what you found, most of my clients, when they start to work this, they'll start to fall asleep. I'm a, I'm a weird dude a little bit. I sleep with my mouth <laughs> shut and you might've read on this, but I sleep with my mouth shut. And the reason why is nasal breathing so much better for you. But when you sleep like that, you're more likely to breathe deeper into the lower part of your lungs. And that keeps you more emotionally centered. And I sleep so, so good. I mean, my wife will sometimes get a little bit at me in the morning. She's like, I tried to talk to you last night and you fell asleep like in a minute. I'm like, yeah, oh, wow. I, I like that. So, but I think a lot of the, the breath work has helped me to not let my mind run and keep me calm and centered like you. Yeah. So like anybody here who can't sleep, that's one of the first things I say is get the right cadence, listen to it, calm yourself, center yourself. And I feel like you'll fall asleep if you do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And in the morning yeah. it'll wake you up. So it, it depends yep. on how you have your perception of, of that. Right. Yep, yeah, for sure. So I believe you. Yeah, cold cold immersion's kind of the same way. People people think mm-hmm. like, oh man, if you do cold immersion before bed, you'll you'll you won't fall asleep. And it's like, no, no, no. Cold immersion is kind of weird that way. Mean meaning, and when you think about that, one makes more sense because like mm-hmm. uh, as the sun goes down, it gets colder. Um, but it's weird because in the morning it'll also wake me up in the morning. So yeah. it's like that opposite kind of effect as well. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna shift to another question. We kind of faced a little bit touched on the habits piece, but what are your thoughts around using habits as a way to build up self-care or minimizing stress? Like we, we were just talking about that every day doing some breath work, that could be a habit you're building. Is there um, other thoughts you have around that? Uh, yeah, I mean, like a firm believer in ritualizing things, meaning if you want to feel better, don't just wait till you're feeling um, off to do the breath work. It's great then. But if you work it all the time consistently, you literally build those neural networks in your brain where it becomes second nature. Same with gratitude. Don't don't wait until you're in these challenging moments with your kids or these big moments where you're wanting to thrive to do gratitude. Set set the tone earlier. Like I, I want to work gratitude every day, number one, because it gets me in a, a grateful, loving state. But like I want to make sure that when all of a sudden things are challenging with my kids... I know how to hit that breath to calm myself. So I'm not doing crazy yeah. stuff. And then I also know how to let go, man, I choose this moment. It's hard, but I choose it. And I want to be here and I am not perfect. I, my kids could tell you that my wife could tell you that, but I'm getting better at it. And I think those habits, I don't know what I would do without those habits. Like I used to run pretty hot and, and be very responsive. Now I feel like I'm more calm and, and more purposeful, mm-hmm. but Every morning for four years, like I've woken up and I've not missed, I meditate every day, you know, and and, and it just, I love like in the morning, a lot of times you can have an anxiousness and there's actually chemicals that yeah. get released at night to cause it. And I love being yeah. able to find calm and composed right off the bat. And and so I can get my mind in the right spot. So when I'm showing up in my day, I'm showing up really purposefully. So I, I don't know, I, I suppose you could do it differently, but I just believe if you work this stuff and you, you stay at it it becomes second nature. And that's what you really want is that is to be able to just have it be who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's similar to some, some uh, clients that I recommend. I think Tara does too is gratitude journals. If you do it every yeah. day, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. it's just there and you're doing it and it just becomes a habit and it actually gives you that feel good. So if you do it at the yeah. end of the day and you say something positive, I, I got out of bed today for those people that really struggle, even that could be something you write down. You know, for sure. or to something extravagant, you know, like, oh, I booked my yeah. trip to France today, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. proud of myself because I did 20 push-ups today. 
but it can be anything. But if you're doing it on a daily basis, you're going to yeah. feel good, right? Yeah, I love that. Yeah, no, just just preparing you. And and we, we, we can't forget, like we're being pulled in so many directions in a day mm-hmm. and more of it is actually probably on the scarcity or negative side. So to be able to show up and say, no, 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 I'm... I'm going to push for this side. Like I'm going to work my agility from this side. And when you think about gratitude, it's not only like feel good. It's like, I feel like every day we go into our day and we're, we're pulling between, is this an obligation or an opportunity? And I always want to make sure that when I'm rolling into my day and, you know, you have, you, you probably have to do Sometimes you have 10 calls, not going, Oh my God, I have 10 calls. Like I have to do, no, like I get to do this. Like I have a chance to help change people's lives. Like how cool is that? And I was telling my class, do you, which one do you want? Do you want me to come in saying I have to do this? Or do you want the guy who's showing up here saying, Hey, like I want to do this. And I don't know, like just to me, the difference in the energy in your body, when you shift mm-hmm. that is so powerful. So I'm totally with you on that. I think it's really, oh, really yeah. I want to shift back to habits for a second. Um, mm-hmm. And when we talk about goals, so it's interesting because I do a leadership podcast and just the other day I was talking about habits and goals, but on a leadership side of things. So now I'm curious. Yeah. Um, so when we're all trying to achieve our goals, whether they be personal or, you know, maybe it is a bucket list item that we're trying to cross off. Mm-hmm. Is there any way that we can build certain habits to help us with specifically achieving goals? Like what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, you know, for sure. I mean, I think first off, the the things we've talked about, breath work, gratitude, Mm -hmm. they will unequivocally help you with that, you know, getting your mind and your body in the right space are really important. But like, it's really cool, because you can actually combine those habits into really powerful things. And I learned about this recently, um, in terms of like, if you will actually prime gratitude in the most important areas of your life, say it's, say you're an athlete, and it's for athletics and in school, if you'll get in a grateful state, and then combine that and transfer over the gratitude to the things that you want to create, you can literally use these same habits to achieve more. And a lot of what I want my clients to feel is not this, oh, I have this goal and like have a, like a nervousness or anxiousness, (laughs) which is what's normal. Like in one thing I do with with, with clients now, I learned this recently in a, in a really neat book I was, I was reading. And um, it's this, I like, I have, I have, I have them close their eyes and I say, think of something that you really have in your life that you're grateful for. And where do you feel it? And they'll almost equivocally, 95% of the time, they'll say their chest, right? Heart emanates out, love, gratitude. And then I'll go, I want you to close your eyes and think about something that you want, that you don't have. And tell me where you feel that. And it's always head, stomach, Mm -hmm. shoulders, hands. And I say, what does that feel like? They say weight, pressure, anxiety, sometimes lust. And I'm like, okay, the first one feels like they're like love. And I said, isn't it interesting that we go at our goals and we don't even know it, but we're starting from the lowest end of the emotional spectrum. And we're thinking that we're going to create mm-hmm. from that space. Our brain's like, Mm-mm. and then yeah. law of attraction is definitely like, no. And so if you can actually take and combine like gratitude with something like, hey, these are the things I want to create. You have something powerful. One thing I like to do for self-care is I like to 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 grab or uh, navigate clients away from these external goals, national mm-hmm. championship, promotion at work, and instead say, who's the person you're passionate about becoming? You know, what what do you want to master? Like what would what would fulfill you? Because like internal things will will drive you. They don't lead to as much anxiety. You, your brain knows you can control growth in pursuit of that. But if you'll wake up every day and you'll remind yourself of these things you're excited to pursue you can literally set yourself up for success. And then if if you're in your habits, if you've been nicer to yourself, if you've praised mm-hmm. yourself, 
you're also not going to be incredibly hard on yourself when you fall short. And so those same habits filter over. But I just think, yeah, I mean, every day, if there's a person you want to become or there's things you want to create, creating a, a positive excitement for those things is really, really critical. It's like connecting the mind and the heart together to, yeah, you know, yeah, achieve yeah. the goals that you're looking for. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. That's a great analogy and and helps us to refocus on where we can actually have purpose and grow within ourselves so that we can achieve those outward goals. I love for it. For sure. For sure. Yeah. If you had one tip that you could give to our listeners, what would it be? What would come yeah. from you? Man, this one's this one's really tough. Like to pick one thing, it's really challenging. <laughs> Just one. <laughs> yeah, I you know one. Th- so one thing that comes to mind is I was talking to um, somebody who's like a professional rodeo person today, and they're coming off a season where the rodeo people they travel a lot, like all yeah. over the place. And yeah. she's coming home, and she was like, I, she's like, she's kind of unsettled. And so I tried to dig in a little bit. She said, I, I just feel kind of guilty, like like guilty sitting around, like I'm not doing enough. And I thought to myself, from a performance and self-care standpoint, our pace is absolutely relentless a lot of the time. And so I always tell people, Mm -hmm. slow down, like slow Mm -hmm. down a bit. Give yourself some time for yourself. Like take 10, 15 minutes and listen to relaxing music. Breathe. Let your brain like take a break for a second and give yourself space to consider what matters to you most. I mean, we're constantly being bombarded with like, we should be doing this and living our life this way. And one of the best things I've ever done is actually stop and think about like, what do I actually care about? What what type of person do I want to be? And it's, and it's led me to really cool breakthroughs. Like I used to be so much like, Oh, I need to be this coach and, and have my book be a New York best time selling, selling author. And it's evolved to like, how do I elevate the gratitude and love in my body today? Yeah. How, how can I serve better today? And, but I, I couldn't find, I think the, the higher version of myself and, and really love waking up in my day without space from all of mm-hmm. the crazy clutter. Give yourself time and, and know that it's an incredible investment for your self care. And, and also if you want to call it success, it's important for that too. So I just think time for yourself. That's where my journey started. Um, is I started to give myself time in the morning to read, to, to do gratitude, to, to do breath work. And I was lost, to be honest. I, I didn't, I wasn't on the right path. And now it's like I wake up and I just, I love my days. Like I love all of it. I love the life I've created. And, and so just that space, if everybody could create that and, and give themselves that time, I think they would find more of themselves. And I think that would make them a lot more fulfilled. Yeah. I love that you bring up. Oh, sorry. I love that you bring up time. And I wanted to comment on that because everybody loves the excuse and you guys probably both hear it as well. I don't have enough time. Yeah. Yeah. All the time. Time is not elastic. Time is 24 seven. So you need to fit things into for your self care and yourself into the time Mm -hmm. that you do have. And sometimes that means looking at where you're wasting it. I mean, how many people scroll for half an hour? Let's yeah, be honest, right? right? Five, hours, right. five hours on your phone, but not enough time to take 30 minutes to yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Bingo. Yep. So that, that's a, a great key takeaway is to remember, to schedule that time for yourself if you have to. Make it an appointment with yourself, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah. don't use the excuse that you don't yeah. have time. Yeah. 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 And, and one thing kind of just briefly I'll say is like, we, I always have to move it from an angle that makes sense to the client. Some clients mm-hmm. aren't going to go, no, okay, I'll do that for self-care. But it's like, no, no, no. Like this will help you be more effective too. Like this, yes. the, this breath work will make you be more present. You, you'll get a five-time investment over time on this. You can't afford not to do this. And then what's cool is they'll do it for that reason. And then they'll go, I had no idea how much I just needed time 
quiet, just stillness. Mm-hmm. Like I needed that. I didn't know. I didn't even know it was a thing. I didn't know I had anxiety all day long until I took the time to find that quiet. And then it's like a game changing thing, but it's really hard to sell people on self care first. They almost need to be convinced that it's going to help them be more successful. Absolutely. And then, mm-hmm. and then it, they'll backtrack to it, but it really is the most important thing because you can be successful. And if you're not feeling good in your body and you're not fulfilled, why does it, what, what does it matter? You know, so I love that you all are, are sharing this and going about it this way. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So if our audience wants to find out a bit more about you or, um, you know, what you do, can you give us a little bit of how they find you? Yeah. I, the cool thing about a name, the downside of a name like Coit is it's, it gets pronounced as Coyote, Coite. I mean, so many different ways. The cool <laughs> thing is, is I think I'm the only Quit Cooper on the planet. So as long as you don't hit the second <laughs> O on the, for the Coyote, if you go C-O-Y-T-E Cooper, um, you'll find me in terms of my website and, and, and on social media and things like that. So if there's ever anything I can do to help out, um, don't hesitate to reach out, but yeah, you can find me on website, social media and reach out that way. Perfect. Thank awesome. You. Thank you so much for sharing all your insights today. It was great to have a good conversation on a very important topic. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Of course, we also thank our listeners for joining us today. We can't wait to bring you more about amplifying your wellness with us and with guest stories such as today's to help you on your self-care journey. Have you checked out our Amplifying our, uh, Your Wellness Community yet? If not, find time to explore it at tlccommunity.godaddysites.com. You can also join us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn at Twin Life Coaching and Business Services or our YouTube handle at Twin Life Coaching. To find out more about everything, please visit twinlifecoaching.ca. That's CA for Canada. Until next time, remember, you've got this.